Welcome to another edition of Bauman's Breakdown. This is Mike Bauman coming at you from Rossford, Ohio, in the home studio of my boss slash producer, Mike Jameson. And uh, basically, man, uh, I'm, I'm really excited to, uh, to give this next episode to you guys. Uh, I'm excited for all of them. But uh, the, first, uh, the first three for Bauman's Breakdown, I gave you guys uh, some national artists, uh, Ray from corn paulo from trivium and elias from nonpoint and uh you know i wanted to uh to give you guys some names to kick this off some names that you are familiar with uh because i'm damn sure you're not familiar with me uh but anyway um you know that was a lot of fun talking to those guys and and i had uh such a such a good time putting this together uh with my boss uh slash producer mike jameson um to give those things to you for Bauman's Breakdown. But for this one, this week, I'm equally excited because I have a local artist for you guys that uh, many of you might not be familiar with if you're not from the Northwest Ohio or Southeast Michigan area, but hopefully you will become more familiar with after you listen to this podcast today. And today I'm going to be talking to Ryan Waiten and Steve Dwyer, from Tropic Bombs. Actually, I already did talk to those guys, but you're going to be getting the interview. <clears throat> but it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, basically, to give you a little background about Tropic Bombs, they are a reggae slash rock uh, slash hip hop outfit from Northwest Ohio. Uh, it started out as a two man studio project back in 2009 between Ryan Waiten, the vocalist for Tropic Bombs, and his good friend. Longtime friend and also very phenomenal guitarist, John Hammond. Um, these guys uh, started this thing out just as kind of a two-man thing to play some music. Um, both of them have been in local bands in the area for a really long time, actually about a decade now. Ryan uh, and John were in uh, The Devil and the Executive together. Um, Ryan's first band was uh, Promise of Tomorrow. And uh, so these guys have come up in the local scene. They, they have a lot of experience and... Uh, you know, they got this thing started. Uh, Ryan, to give you a little bit of background about him, he was uh, went to school for audio and en- engineering uh, a few years back and has a has a pretty cool home studio uh, in, in his uh, house that he grew up in and um, in the basement. And uh, they started uh, making some music down there and, and putting some stuff together. Uh, Ryan's a drummer as well as a, a vocalist, a lyricist, an MC, if you will, and... Uh, they started laying down some tracks and, and just kind of got the uh, the itch to, to, to take this thing and, and see if they could turn it into a, a live band uh, when they started, uh, you know, playing this music for other people and, and you know, taking it around. And they're like, you know, maybe we should get a, a band going again. So they pooled together some of their resources with uh, with some mutual friends and, and some guys uh, and, and uh, all their local bands that they had played with and uh, decided to make Tropic Bombs a full band and now they are almost four years later one of the biggest drawing uh bands in northwest ohio and uh i first got in touch or first heard from ryan uh, in early 2011 they got in touch with toledo free press because their first show was in april of 2011 and ryan just to give you an idea of the kind of character this guy has he uh, wanted to meet with me in person. He didn't want to do a phone interview, and uh, and we we sat down and talked, and uh, 
had a, a nice, probably about a half hour, more than a half hour long conversation just about music, about his, his uh, you know, experience locally in the music scene and uh, how Tropic Bombs came together, the guys that are in the band, how all that came together. And I did a, sh- a story for their very first show at Frankie's here in Toledo. And they packed the place, and it's basically just been, uh, you know, the rest is history. You know, they've, they've taken off locally. Uh, I've played Toledo Music Fest a couple times now and, and drawn really well there. They've headlined a couple of their own shows, uh, several of their own shows at Frankie's, not just a couple. Uh, I've, and I've done stories on on these guys now, probably about four or five stories. And it's it's crazy because you you never really think that, you know, anything that you do is really going to have, uh, you know, some type of huge impact on somebody. At least I don't I don't walk through life self-righteously like that, that I think that, like, people being around me is somehow going to change things, you know, significantly or whatever. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just a guy that, that loves music and, and, and loves to write about it and loves to uh, to talk to different musicians, you know, because I'm, I'm a huge fan of it, and I don't know what I would do without music, quite honestly. But um, these guys, uh, John and Ryan, have, uh, I know in particular in the band, have, have saved uh, all the stories I've written about them and uh it's been kind of cool it's been really cool to uh to chronicle uh their journey uh with this band and uh from from start to finish and uh you know Ryan was one of those people that you know the first time I met him I could tell he was just a really down to earth cordial guy uh really passionate about his craft and it's so funny because he's a very laid back guy and then he gets on stage and he just turns into like this crazy alter ego <laughs> just commander of the mic up there and and knows how to get the crowd involved and uh, really gives every ounce of energy he has when he's up there on stage as uh as does the rest of of traffic bombs so it's been so much fun just to just to know that that uh, i've i've been a part of of helping these guys get some exposure locally and and and, and maybe have had a hand in, in them uh you know selling some more tickets to to fill frankie's when they have shows uh, in some of these other venues that they play at. And, and that's, that's a good feeling, um, because it really couldn't happen to, to better guys locally. But, uh, this interview that you're going to hear today is not just only with Ryan, but also with Steve Dwyer, who, uh, you know, is, uh, the drummer for Tropic Bombs, but he's also is in another really good local band that, that I'm definitely going to plug and have you guys check out, uh, Once Over from Toledo. They're probably one of the best kept secrets in hard rock, uh, slash heavier music and they've been around for over a decade now and uh, you know they all have families they all have day jobs you know so the music thing is is something that they you know take very seriously but it's not you know a full-time pursuit where you know they drop everything and just you know pack into a van and go on tour I mean Steve's married uh, and 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 uh, is a family man so uh, but anyway, they're they're also a very good band. Uh, he's the the singer in that band. What was the drummer in that band? And and uh, they had uh, their singer left a few years back, and he he took over vocal duties. And, and in terms of just a musically inclined guy, it's just ridiculous. Uh, my my first introduction to their music was actually their latest album, Nine, which came out almost two years ago now. Um, and it just it absolutely blew me away. I couldn't believe that that these guys. You know, I've been to several, several shows. I'm a big fan of music, especially heavy music. And, and Once Over could easily open for any of the shows, any of the bands that I've been to. They're that good. So uh, make sure you check out Once Over. Just go on your computer. Just type in Once Over 
and the number nine, and uh, you'll be able to hear some of that stuff. But anyway, Steve and Ryan have known each other for a really long time now, almost 10 years. Uh, I think it was actually 2003, the first time these guys met at uh, Toledo Music Fest, and uh, just kind of exchanged info, and uh, Ryan kept in touch, and uh, Steve kept in touch, and, and they, you know, just became friends over the years, and, and uh, Ryan went to audio engineering school, as did Steve, so they're both guys that uh, are, are producers as well as mu- musicians. Steve has produced several artists, and, and Ryan, uh, I think, wants to also start doing that, but, uh, <clears throat> you know, this was a, a, a self-made thing with Tropic Bombs. They did all this out of Ryan's uh, home studio in the basement of his house, so uh, it's, it's, it's just, when you, when you look at the, the multi talents that these dudes have, it's crazy, but Tropic Bombs, their debut record came out on July 10th. It's called Nuclear Honeymoon. And so this interview I'm excited is, uh, like the last one, it's on my new digital recorder, which I'm just so thrilled about because the audio quality is much better. The first three or first two interviews I gave you guys was on my, my old, like $15 recorder that I had, <laughs> when I was in college writing for the Independent Collegian at UT, and I've had that for several years, and it was nice, but in terms of podcasting, uh, it's nice to be able to have something where I can put MP3s, save things as MP3s and WAV files and stuff, and even more so, this is the first, This is we're making history here, Mikey, this is the first episode uh, that, uh, that you guys are going to be hearing where I, I did uh, this in person. Uh, I actually went over to Steve-O's house, and we went down in his basement where he's got some of his audio equipment and everything. And me, him, and he and, wowed you. And he wowed me. Me, him, Woo-hoo! and Ryan. Uh, we talked. Uh, we talked about music and Tropic Bombs and how this whole baby got put together. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And actually, it's going to be a two-parter uh, because we talked for so long that if I tried to make this one episode, I would have you guys here for probably about two hours. And I realized that uh, you all have lives and there's other things you want to do on your weekend instead of just listen to me. So, but anyway, Steve Dwyer, once again, is the drummer for Tropic Bombs, and Ryan Waiten is the vocalist for Tropic Bombs. Their debut record, Nuclear Honeymoon, which was a completely DIY effort, came out on July 10th. If you go to facebook.com slash Tropic Bombs, you can check out all their information. It's also available on pretty much all the online retailers, including iTunes, so just go to iTunes and type in Tropic Bombs. But... Without further ado, I want to shut up and give you guys this interview and give you guys a little bit more background into the story of a band that you need to know about, and that is Toledo's own Tropic Bomb. So here is Steve Dwyer and Ryan Waiten. All right. Well, I know. I know. For this, uh, you guys. How long have you guys known each other? Because I know you and John started this in like '09, but. Have you, because once over, you guys have been around since what, 2001-ish? No. 10 years? Yeah, 11 years. Uh, how long have we known each other? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can remember the first time, actually, I can remember the first time I met him, and I can remember the first time we hung out. And so, like, in the music scene, you meet lots of people, you know? Yeah. And, um, and you know, there there's plenty of opportunity to network and stuff, but, like, a lot of the times you have conversations with people just because, you know, you're in a common area, like a lot of common interests and you have a lot of good conversations but you know a lot of times it's like you never know if they're going to turn into friendships yeah um i met him at 2003 music fest like i actually talked to him so that's kind of cool and uh that was what that was like 10 years ago basically 11 years ago 
No, I was like, yeah, it was like yeah, nine, nine years nine ago. Nine years something. ago, yeah. And um, I remember Promise of Tomorrow playing, and I remember like meeting him because like their band was getting big and like we were playing there, and like us talking, we were just kind of joking around. And then I remember talking to him, and you know, just like hey, he's you know cool guy. I was like. He was like, yeah, I live in St. James Woods, too. And, like, that's where my folks live, and that's where we practice. Like, oh, dude, you should come over sometime. And, like, you know, like, I didn't think he'd take me up. And it was, like, literally, like, the next week <laughs> after he was coming back from school. And he just, like, came up, and he knocked on the door. He's like, hey, dude, what's up? And I'm like, holy crap. And I remember he had, like, your lip pierced and everything. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he came in, and, like, I think we watched Oprah. Like the first thing oh, we yeah. did was, what we, was like, we just sat there and we just watched we Oprah just with my up. mom and it we were laughing. It was her favorite things. Yeah, it was favorite things. Or something. No, it was something like that. I yeah, don't it know. was. Where she gives away all the stuff. No, that was later. Out. That was. <laughs> but we watched something Oprah happened. and uh, yeah, we hit it off with friends' consent. So it was kind of cool. We met at music class. Well, I know uh, Jason was your the old drummer. Did he moved right to like California or something like that? Yeah, that he, he moved. He's he's um, actually back in Toledo, but okay. I mean, he he played with us in our. We did Promise of Tomorrow, Devil and the Executive, and then Devil and the Executive. He was our drummer, so okay. you know, he played with us for a little while in Tropic Bombs, and then he was he was trying to you know he had an opportunity out in California, and we said like, Hey, man, we understand that's right. that's life. You're trying to you know he's been trying to get out of Toledo, so um, he moved, and we were like, well. Steve, obviously, like, you know, we've known him forever, He's, he lives down the street, like, we have great, it's, you know, being in a band, as you can imagine, is very much a relationship, it's very much, right. it's so much more than how you mesh musically, it's, it's almost more, it is actually, in fact, more important to us that you, you get along and that you, you know, have the same values, because, you know, we bring our girlfriends and our wives to these shows, and if some guys are going absolutely nuts and doing things that other guys don't want to be right. It just doesn't work. Yeah. So it was yeah. just a, it was a clear cut, like, oh, this is obvious. Like, let's see if he's down for it. And then, you know, we jammed and it was, it was awesome. So. Cause I think I even saw some early stuff that you guys had. And I think you were, you were drumming on some of the early stuff. Yep. Yeah. 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 YouTube. Yeah. It was like me, Jason, me. And, um, but yeah, like what Ryan said, it's like, you can't, I hear about bands and like where the dudes don't get along and I have like no idea how they do it (laughs) because it's like it's hard enough like imagine like even like boyfriend and girlfriend they fight all the time like like there's no such thing as a healthy relationship without like that like it doesn't exist you cannot like coexist with someone without ever getting annoyed like it happens so it's like but on the other hand it's like you can't like that's normal but like these bands that get together and they just like one dude hates the other and they fight like it's not worth it yeah and you're never gonna like create anything cool and like Van Halen or whatever like there's all those stories of those dudes hating each other it's like well that's that's great but like at some point like I just think that for us it's not worth it you know and it's like oh, and you get you have to get along and you have to have a common interest and like that's actually a lot more important than like you know, a lot of things that people need, like to do it, that aren't in bands don't realize. Like it's 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 more complex than a single relationship. It's not like a boyfriend and girlfriend. Like you have five people. In this case, you have six people. Yeah. You know, and it's like you try to like bring six people's lives. You know, that are all hectic, and you got to make it work, right? And yeah. it's like, so you don't have time for like stupid shit. And I think I think that's being more like like being a little bit older. Like I think a lot of younger bands like go through 
dumb shit, but... And this is basically, like, how it came about, right? Like, it was kind of like a, like, a, like a buddy band. Like, I mean, not to sound, like, stupid to say that, but, I mean, like, you and John were just messing around, right? And then... And then even even the sound like the reggae rock like wasn't he just screwing around with the yeah, riff and then all of a sudden I mean, it was like oh that kind of sounds cool yeah it all kind of you know honest honestly God it's kind of cool um, you know you just did the article on Tudor Music Festival and you know it's great uh, you know both Once Over which obviously you know Steve and Nick our bass player are also in Once Over and they've been doing that for years they're playing Music Fest. Okay, and then we're playing, you know, right back to back with them, and then we're also doing a show at the end of July together, and it's there's all this camaraderie, and it just it makes sense, and you know, that that's how it all. It, there was no intention actually when John and I started it. I I think I've told you before we never intended to even play this stuff live. I mean, we we missed playing live, but it was kind of like, hey, we, we don't have the means right now. You know, let's just record some stuff, and then eventually. We just, uh, some circumstances in our lives changed and we said, you know, we should be doing this again. And, uh, you know, like what Steve was saying is it's so much more, and, and what I was saying is so much more than just the musical connection. Because, you know, you were asking about like, you know, oh, that's kind of confusing. I saw Steve drumming in some earlier stuff when our very, I guess, fetal stage, you can call it, where we were taking it out of a studio project into a live full band the first thing we did is say, like, dude, let's get Steve, because, you know, I've always, Steve is the one who got me into recording, I went to the same school that, that he did, because I was like, man, I want to be able to do what he does, I mean, that's why I started talking about Music Fest, is I was like, he, he's an awesome drummer, I'm a drummer, right. you know, and he's, he's, I just, you know, we respected him so much, aside from being his friend, and then, you know, we kind of all sat down before we ever played a show, and we, we, no one really knew where this was going, we had no idea the whether we were going to be trying to play all the time or if we're going to try to play out of town and like we're all busy dudes you know steve's got kids nick has kids we all have our careers that we're trying to get into and for a while there we were kind of like we assessed it and we're like man we just don't know if everyone's you know what what we are able and available time-wise to do is meshing up so you know that's why for for a little bit we said like well let's see you know jason he had different things going on and like you know for a while that was working but then we were obviously happy to you know have steve back and you know i know personally for me it was a little like i was like man i don't know if steve's ever going to want to play with us again because you know it's probably you know seemed kind of you know weird it was like it was an interesting situation and like it that's that's the point though it's like no matter what goes down you're always friends like yeah there's a difference between being in a band and there's a difference between being friends and like good friends, like for ten years, you know, and 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 like it got to a point where we didn't agree, and it just we didn't agree, and it was like, all right, well, you know, we didn't know what the band was going to be. It is like very elusive. Like it was like, like I knew what I could do. Ryan knew what he wanted, and it was like. We didn't know what it was going to be because there was no show. Like we never played a show. We didn't yeah. know what it was going to take. Nobody, right? none of us knew. And so it was like, I'm like, I don't know if we could do it, and it just didn't work it out, you know. And it wasn't like the most awesome moment, but I mean, it's like, <laughs> it wasn't like, I mean, it sucks, but it's like, it, it's like, but now, it's like cool, like because it's like you know we all know like what it takes. They've obviously done what they needed to do to establish themselves. 
and make good music and now it's like you know it's awesome so um it was like a little bump in the road but it's not like it's not like a big thing or anything but yeah so it was like all right well this isn't working out and then they got jason who's an awesome drummer you know in on it and then he was gonna leave and it was like i remember having that you know conversation and just saying well like like what is it what is required now like you know i'd really like to do it it was never like i didn't want to do it just didn't know if i could make it work because yeah. i got two kids in a house and a wife and everything you know it's a lot of work so it's like you want to know what's going on it's like yeah. like but they understood after playing for like a few months like okay this is what it takes you know to be what we need to be and everything and it's like so like we kind of talked about it and it ended up working and i and it was funny because i remember so it was like yeah i was like the drummer and then jason came on and it's like, I got nothing but love for them. Like, you know, I've never been asked that question. Like, is that weird? It's like, no, dude, I, you know, like, yeah. I've, I've known the kid, like, almost as long as I've known you. Yeah. And, um, uh, and I have, you know, tons of respect, but it was like, that's why, like, it was like me, him, and then me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was, it was cool because I remember the first practice back was like, I was really amped to, like, you know, be back playing drums. And, and I remember it was like, I, he gave me the record, like the, because they had recorded the record and like they started recording Jason in October, and I came and our first practice, my first practice back was like in January or something. This year. Of 2012, yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. And um. And it ended up being like we came through, and I remember us just going, "All right, let's just like see what what's gonna be like," and it was almost like we played it like. Like, ridiculously good. It went ridiculously smooth for, like, how you would think it would be. Like, you'd think it would be, like, train wreck here, train wreck here, train wreck. <laughs> and it was, like, almost, like, I think, like, 80% of the songs we just did all the way through. And we were, like, obviously I was missing, like, little details, but, like, it almost, like, got done. So it was, like, I, like, almost immediately felt it, melt, like, mesh again. So it was, like, that's the thing. Like, people like to go, is Jason better, Steve better? And it's, like... It's kind of like the question is like, is peanut butter more integral to a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or is jelly? Yeah, like it's like yeah. it's like Jason's an amazing drummer and he can do like awesome stuff and it's like and then there's me and it's like we both like can it's like they're just we're just different. It's not like neither one's like has a strength somewhere. It's like we're just different drummers. So it's like um that's why I think it works. That's why I don't think it's you know I don't think there's any compromises being made or anything like that, you know. But um, yeah, so it's not weird for me. Like I know a lot of people are like, "Is it weird for you?" It's not really weird for me. I know Jason. I like. I just saw him two days ago. Yeah. You know, I was like, yeah. he's a cool guy. So it's kind of a weird backstory, but I think it's cool and it kind of adds character to the whole feel of everything, you know. Yeah. Because it's like we're all friends and. Yeah, and I like the that like actually we're getting to talk about this because. You know, it, when people buy the the record, which is coming out, um, it says you know July tenth, right? Yeah, July tenth. July tenth. July tenth uh, is when Tuesday, July tenth is when the record will be coming out. But if you look at the the album credits, you know you have you see two different people with drums by their name, and that's Jason and Steve. And you know that's confusing for some people. We've never really got a chance to explain it, and um, you know this is good because it, and it was never. It's like Steve said, like it was never about skill or like who we liked better or anything. It was sort of just like in the beginning, it's almost like you go to a job interview 
and then you're hoping to find out a lot about what the job's going to be. And and in this case, Steve was, you know, in the beginning, he was being, he was going to this job interview. And then he kind of said, like, so what am I going to need to be doing? Like, what is, what's required? What are the credentials? And I was kind of like, well, I don't really know yet. You know, and it was like, we couldn't really give him much because we didn't know either. We didn't know if we were going to be playing Tuesday nights, you know, at some place opening up. And, and we, we just didn't know. Um, you know, later on, we were able to say, like, hey, this is what we're doing. This is how we do it. It's like a well-oiled machine now. What do you think about this? And he was like, hey, that's that's something I can do, you know. So it was great. You know, we, we love both those guys, and we're, both, we're proud to have both of them on the album. And, uh, but, I mean, it's, we couldn't be happier right now with the way things are and, you know, the guys in this group and just where we're moving forward with everything we just we couldn't be happier with it yeah and how, and how much fun has it been like making this music i mean because like like especially for for you and nick like once over is just such a different animal i mean how how has this been for you musically i mean obviously you've, you've done all kinds of stuff over the year i know you've like done stuff with with rain wilder like producing and stuff right i mean so you you have experience in different music but to play I think what's interesting about about the sound of Tropic Bombs is like you can hear like a little chili peppers in there, but then you can also hear some of like those those growls and stuff from like Once Over, right. and, and it's like you, I, I really feel like every song on the rest record, and I've listened to it probably like four or five times now. Like every song is different, and every like you have like the I don't want to say ballady, but you got like a song like Light the Way. Then you've got like one that kicks you in the teeth, like Bomber Bay. Right. The one that I don't. I don't think that there's one song on there that you could say like that's once over, like or, or that's or that that is Tribal Bombs. Yeah. Or that is Tribal Bombs. Like you'd have to listen to the whole thing. I mean, what, what's the been well, like making it? Like I'll say two things. Like like the first thing is going back to the last question. It's like creating music with the guys is funny because like the album like Jason played nine out of ten or. Yeah, nine out of ten. Actually, it's funny. There's three drummers on the record. <laughs> yeah. There's three drummers on the record. There's Jason who played the bulk of it. There's me who did Christ Anthems, and there's Ryan who did the old version of Ghosts. But um, the the funny thing is, like, even though I didn't play on the record, it was like those were songs that we were writing together. So I would say, like, Bomber Bay was like, I remember writing that with them. I remember writing High Noon with them. I remember writing, um, there was another one. Yeah. And then there was tunes that Jason wrote with him, like Block the Sun, The Journey, things like that. And there but, was tunes that were carried over from when John and I wrote even, like, Light the Way. And yeah, that, none of, like that, that neither Jason or I <laughs> yeah, wrote. And, so and Ryan actually played the drums, too, like, in the demo version. So it was like, like, there's so much collaboration, and it's like, there's not, there's not an opportunity for, like, anybody in the band to be like, that's me, or that, like, it, there, there's no way, because it's like, we all, like, that's, like, it's like a seven-person band, so even though, like, Jason's not playing with them right now, like, he's still just as much of a part of it, I don't have a problem with that, but it's not, it's not like, I don't We're feel, Slipknot. I don't, <laughs> Jason, it's the keg now. <laughs> no, it's like, it's like, it's all a big, like, collaborative thing, that's why I think, like, all seven of us can be really proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I don't think there's, like, any egos, because none of us really have them anyway, but, like, that's why, that's why, like, a lot of people would go, well, aren't you weird about it? It's like, no, dude, like, he was, like, I helped write him these songs, he played them, you know, Ryan helped write these songs, and, and Jason played them, it's like, we all are just doing different things, it's all about, like, what's best for the music, so, like, that, that answers kind of, like, the last thing, but, like, as far as, like, a change in style, I've done, like, I'm in my mom's band, which a lot of people don't know, my mom plays music, like, like, Sean Colvin, basically, so it's, like, 
And then I have, like, I used to have a side project called Faye, which was, like, nothing but, like, I don't know what you call it. It was, like, just, like, pop, rock, like, light. I don't know what you call it. But, so it's, like, once over is, like, an expression of, like, it's, like, like let's try to be, like, heavier. Like, we don't try to be, but that's just what it was. Yeah. But, like, if you, if you listen to earlier once over, like, it was a lot more dynamic than it is now. Now it's just a lot more metal. Yeah. Because nine was a lot different than like Red would, Right Returning. I would say so. I would say Red Right Returning is like still he- like there's always been a he- heavy element to it, but it's always you guys mixed up the melodic. It was yeah, it was a little bit more melodic, and so. But now it's like, like, it never comes down to like is it heavy enough or is it too light. It's it's just like do I like the music and and it like there's an energy you can create with any kind of music there's an energy you can create i've been to like symphonies where you just feel like it's yeah. epic and like tropic bombs creates something that's epic and like i only want to be a part of something that i feel like creates like good memorable moments you know and like so if you watch them live like there's like even if you're playing something quiet it's still intense like there's a quiet intensity to everything so it's like with once over it's a little bit more like obvious that it's intense but like like there's not like you can take the heaviest part of Tropic Bombs and the heaviest once over part and like regardless of the style of music they still feel as immersive yeah and so that's not what I crave but like that's like that's why there's not a huge difference like and I love funk and I love like pocketed music and like that's actually the way I like to play drums like the new once over is a reflection of our new drummer Bruce the older once over is more of a reflection of when I would play which is it was a little bit more groove bass less double bass now it's a little more metal. So when I had the opportunity to play this, it was like, that's like the kind of shit I just, like, I love it, you know? So um, as long as whatever I'm part of is a good product, then, like, and it's an awesome product. So it's like, that's what I'm worried about. Like, I just don't want to be a part of something I don't feel. Like, if I feel it, I'm down, you know? And, like, there's, and that is the beautiful part about Trevor Bob's. Like, you have light the way, and you have, like, really pretty stuff. But then... Yeah, it's like you can't like say, "Well, show me what they sound like," and you you can't you'd be like, "Well, fuck, I need like three or four songs to be able to do that." Because yeah. you can't do it, and and that's kind of stuff I like to be a part of, you know. So, and I and I like the setup of it too because it's like you. Some people might think at first like, "Oh, three guitars," because you you see you see two guitars a lot now because I mean, especially in heavy music, because Corn kind of took that formula and flipped it on its head. Then everybody sure. was using down tuned seven sure. strings, and you know, but now it's like. For you guys to have three guitars, it's it's. I liked it because it's like when you hear it, you can still hear Nick's bass mm-hmm. in parts, and especially on like the Assassins of Avenal, like he does like a little. It's almost like. Uh yeah. Do, eh, eh, ba, ba, yeah, you can like hear. He goes, yeah, on that one little lick, I know what you're talking. And, about. and like, and I think it's I think it's cool because this band, you guys have a unique setup, and I think everybody brings something to the table. Exactly. You know, and 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 I think that's what kind of makes what it, the monster has become like because you know even when i went to the show which i know you were kind of disappointed because it was like the same weekend as the jamboree and i think that maybe took from somebody like your normal crowd but you guys still well, you still it. gotta fucking deliver you, you guys still you guys still killed God. it for the people that were there and you could still feel the music come out but like i think that's what's what's cool about this record is it's it, it has like a like the release couldn't be any more perfect because it has like that summer feel to yeah. it. Like it's definitely like a song that you you play in your car while you're cruising. Yeah, around. I agree. I, I, I the other thing that I'm super proud of about the record is like how freaking 
close it sounds to live. You know, like yeah, like like I hear a lot of bands that are like like they sound like this here and they sound like but like I I really do feel like I don't know every time I hear it live I'm like it, there's really not a whole big disparity between the record and everything you know so um, and that's and I think that's really really cool but. I don't think there's ever a point like we can be playing in front of two people or we can be playing in front of twenty or two hundred or two thousand. I mean I like like we'll never like not feel it because that's what we care about the most is like just playing really, 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 really good music and then the icing is like being able to do it with people that like like just love it too. I mean that that, that ultimately is like the greatest thing. But like we would never not play what we want because like our ultimate like the first love is the music you know yeah and if it like if it's in you you know you're gonna feel it yeah and then if you feel it you're gonna show it and then if you show it the crowd is gonna appreciate it and they're gonna show their enthusiasm and that's another thing that it's you know I almost feel like um, in fact earlier early in the band we were trying to figure out everything that's going on um, and actually, this is before Steve came back. We were just starting to do shows, and um, we were actually, this is kind of funny, we were actually um, opening up for Once Over at their CD release for Nine. That was like and last spring, right? Yeah, it was like uh, May 21st. Was it? Yeah. Was it was, the, day Armaged- it was, no, uh, it was the, the day yeah. the world ended. <laughs> yeah, and I remember, um, now this is now. It's December 21st now. Yeah, yeah. Right? Or is we'll it 12th or 23rd? No, you're right. December 21st. Yeah. And I remember having this conversation because, you know, as we've already discussed a while in this interview, like, there was that time where we said, like, all right, I guess what we want, what Steve's available to do isn't going to work out. Well, this was, now we're going to, to open for his band that he's been putting his heart and soul into for nine, ten years. Decade, you know? Here. Yeah. And um, I remember the big discussion is one thing that we love to do in Tropic Bombs, and I know Once Over does too, but we love to have introductions and stage props and just make it feel like it's a real show. Put on a show. You're an entertainer. Put on a show. People are spending their hard-earned money and their their free time that they probably don't have much of to come see you, so put on a show. Right. And I remember there was this moment where we actually said, a couple guys in the band said, you know, it's their CD release show. I don't want to step on their toes by doing an intro and stuff. Like, I don't you know, it wasn't going to take us over our set time or anything, but they just said we don't we don't want to feel like we're trying to compete or outdo or anything like that. Yeah. And it was like we were all very cautious about not like wanting to offend them. But then, well, then we thought, you know what? They they are musicians to the T. They're passionate. They understand. They feel the same way about their music that we do. And I said, you know. As, as much as, like, I love them, like, I know, one, they're not going to care. They're going to say, go ahead and do it. And actually, I think we ended up asking, like, hey, is it cool if we, you know, and they're like, yeah, whatever. Like, don't even ask that. That's dumb. But, two, I kind of, the mentality I have, which just goes back to, you know, us putting on a show, whether there's two people or 2,000 people, is I almost thought, like, how dare we have the nerve to get up on a stage, say, pay money to come in and watch us and we're gonna do a sort of good and then we're gonna <laughs> kind of do put on a show yeah no never gonna happen ever it'll never happen and in fact funny thing is we played um our first time playing a show with steve was actually steve said hey my company's having an office party 
they were wondering if we'd want to play. It's for a bunch of people that who knows if they'll like us or not, but you guys want to do it? And we said, yeah, why not? So we get up there, and I mean, I just don't know. It, it was a different setting. It's, it's in this. Uh, it was like <laughs> like playing at a garage sale or something. It's I in don't a know. like you couldn't oh. even. It's in a gorgeous building full of cubicles and, and marketing <laughs> stuff and a great view and like I mean we're used to playing in clubs and bars yeah. and stuff and there's all these people like dressed nicely and eating hors d'oeuvres and like standing <laughs> like 30 feet back and you know it's funny that we keep, keep using the number whether we're playing for two people or 2,000 because we pretty much literally were playing for two people because Steve's wife and my girlfriend were the only ones that came up and stood there and watched and they did that they had to feel uncomfortable because they were like, you know what? They're so supportive, though. They were going to yeah. do that for us. So I just looked at them, and, like, I'd go back and forth, and I'd be like, sometimes it's kind of weird because I'm singing to Steve's wife. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I'm singing to – I can't, like, mix up the parts and sing, like, the lovey-dovey parts to Steve's sing wife. Par- sing the hate parts to Trisha. <laughs> so, so nobody was getting, getting down to, like – Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. I got – dude, I got so many compliments, but it's like – it. Like people, the first priority of a company party is like to have fun and talk right, to your right. coworkers out of a work kind of thing. So it's not supposed to be a concert, but I mean, yeah. like we didn't hold back, which was like the yeah. cool part. That's so, the point I was trying to get at. Is, yeah. And like, and going into like what Ryan said, like you're, I would never expect a band, whether they're opening or you're opening for them, to ever like not put on a good show because like. The thing that makes it a good show, and things like Music Fest are a perfect example of this. It's not a, like I hate competition with the music because they're like they're qualitative things. You can't compare them. Yeah, yeah. But what you can judge is how much someone cares, and a lot of musicians care, but they don't like it, like like not in the way where you like they care about the experience for the person. And I feel like Tropic Bombs it cares about the experience for the person. And that's what sets, sets you apart from, like, just playing a show and, like, giving someone an experience. Like, local bands have an opportunity to, like, give someone a concert. Like, for five bucks, seven bucks, or whatever, you can go in there and people can see a band and get blown away. And that's yeah. that's our goal. And it's not, it's not to play a set of songs and then get off stage. It, like, it's to, like, wrap up, like, a, an experience. And it's, um... And I think that's, like, what sets... You know them part, and I think, and I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a good thing, and I think a lot of, I think a lot of bands do that, and I think it's, it's a beneficial thing for everybody. Like, like we were talking earlier about our bands, like, you know, should we use the same drum set because you know my drummer uses my drum set, and then I can use his drum set, and it's like, like the band's playing back to back. It's like what makes the best experience for our, the people there and it's like well wait if we don't have to spend our time rushing around setting up two different drum sets we use the same one that means we can make cooler intros that means we can hang out with people longer yeah that means we can talk to people that means we can you know design everything and be more relaxed and you know so it's like what's best for them you know and and i think that's why like like the wacky inflatable flailing <laughs> arm tube man thing yeah. is funny because it's like like yeah, I mean it, it's cool. You know that that's like those are things that people like. It's it's not it, it's not cheesy. It's not like you're not trying to outdo anybody. It's just fun, and it's like like give people fun, and they'll come back. You know, and it's like so. Well, you and know. you know, one of the coolest things I think about you know this is that I one of the best compliments I've ever received regarding you know this band and our music is that there was a 
there's a person that sh who shall remain unnamed um, that originally the first time this person saw us, they said, you know, they didn't know us, they didn't know who we were, they saw us at Frankie's, you know, it was, it was really packed, and, you know, they were like, what is this band, you know, let's check them out, and because how much passion and, you know, charisma we try to, to give off and, and put into our live show, at first they kind of thought that we were these, like, pretentious dudes which is if you've mike you've, i've talked to you a bunch of times like i know you know we yeah, we know yeah. so like and we John are always me up every time yeah I see him, like, like we're all we're all just down to earth and awesome. we that's our biggest scenes we don't want to look that way and i think the coolest thing was this person originally was like well they're doing an intro at frankie's they're turning the lights off they're oh they're doing fog like all and they were like how arrogant but then they actually liked it and then they kept coming back and then they talked to us and they're like Oh, and they told they got up the nerve eventually to say like, "Yeah, I thought this of you at first, and at first I was kind of like, "Oh man," but then I realized it's actually a good thing that people see we put you know this much into our show, and and the way you can tell the difference between um, being confident and proud in what you do and wanting to give people an experience versus being you know going have other having other. You know, intentions, intentions yeah. or uh, agendas is like here's an example, and um, this is I'm not speaking for any other bands here except Tropic Bombs. You know, we're gonna do stuff. You come on July 28th to our CD release show, we're gonna have lights, we're gonna have you know awesome intros, and there's gonna be it's gonna be a show. It's gonna be a, a show for sure. Now, you know, some people might say, oh, why are you doing all that extra stuff? Do you think you're rock stars? No, and we don't like to make it a competition. In fact, a couple people we know were saying there's this UT Music Festival going on pretty soon, and there's this battle of the bands, and you could win a bunch of money and play this thing, and we're not doing it. Um, because we don't, I mean, we don't want to make it into a competition. I think it kills the com camaraderie of, like, the music scene. If you go in and, even if you say, hey, good luck, guys, like, you're watching this band and like you and then you when you're playing you feel like they're watching you and hope you mess up or something yeah. so that they win the money and it's yeah. just that's not what it's all about. Yeah, fuck that. So there's a difference between be, taking pride and and trying to put on a show for people versus, you know, doing things for the wrong reasons. We don't do it for um to try to feel good about ourselves or anything. We just try to connect with people. Like that's the that's the whole thing of it. Yeah. I agree with that. Well, this battery, this might sound horribly unprofessional, but oh, um, no. I think my battery is about to die. No, so, is it cool if, if I put in a fresh one? Go ahead. And then I'll just make oh, this yeah, like yeah. a two part thing? Okay. Because cool. the last thing I wanted to do. Mike Jameson, like he was hard at work uh, during the, the intro of this uh this episode but he's he's back with me real quick my my well, producer at least, boss. well at least we're not doing everything 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 in double 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 now. yeah we had to do it we had to do it <laughs> twice everything everything sounded sounded like this cool 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 yeah so <laughs> it happens That's what a computer does to you yeah it happens sometimes but anyway that was steve dwyer the drummer and ryan waiting the vocalist for tropic bombs it was uh it, like i said that was part one of two because the battery in my brand new shiny digital recorder during that interview uh, was starting to die and i feared that i was going to lose some good stuff and i didn't want that to happen so i put in a new battery and then we talked for like another 45 minutes so 
Part one is going to be the part that you just listened to. And part two will be next Friday, which is the day before their big Halloween show locally at Frankie's. They're going to have a costume party. It's going to be a lot of fun. So if you're a local listener and you're, and and you're, tropic bombs, huh? and you're checking wow. us out, yeah, yeah. Uh, make sure you head out to Frankie's. And uh, I'll give you some more information about that in the next episode because Mikey and I both got a busy day coming up here. So I don't want to uh, to yeah. drag on and about here uh, in this ending. But, uh, but basically, just super, super cool guys. Mike has done all kinds of stuff with, with Steve and his family. Great people. Uh, you've done. Great people. You've done his wedding. You've done his brother's wedding. You got another event coming up with his Friends dad. The families. I yeah. I do. I do. I am their DJ. Yeah. I, Steve Dwyer and and the Dwyer Personally. family. They're they're really cool. And and Ryan Waiten is is just seriously one of the nicest human beings uh, outside of my own personal circle of family and friends that that I have ever met. He really is that down to earth. We've cool. we talked several times. He's a great musician, a great guy. Uh, but anyway, instead of doing the regular clothes. The cool thing about having a local artist on here is that I get to give you guys some music. And I'm excited because I want you guys to hear their music because they're a great friggin' band, man. So this is going to be the first single from Nuclear Honeymoon, which, by the way, once again, facebook.com slash Tropic Bombs. Go to iTunes, type in Tropic Bombs so you can check out the record. But this is the first single from Nuclear Honeymoon, and it's called Chrysanthemum. So once again, everybody, have a great weekend. Remember, keep the faith and be kind to one another. And here is Chrysanthemums from Tropic Bombs. Back then I was only 12 You didn't really think about life Never really felt That I needed to Think about things that I already knew My life was steadily getting better And I never ever ever thought to stress about the weather And I liked the girl named Heather But I didn't have the guts to tell her So that's why I sing If I only knew I was waiting around the corner 
so honest and true. 